FinTech Hunting is hosted by Michael Hammett, JD, CMT, keynote speaker, author, and founder and president of Next Level Advisors. Join Michael as he seeks out tech visionaries, leading lenders, trailblazing executives, and other financial influencers to bring you actionable insights and lead generation tactics, all centered around industry greatness and success. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of the FinTech Hunting Podcast. We have an amazing guest for you today. He's a technology evangelist. He's an industry thought leader. He's an AI expert in the mortgage industry. Please help me welcome back to the show, Tim Newen, CEO and co-founder of Be Smarty. Tim, welcome back. Michael, thank you for having me. Glad to be back. Uh, well, it, it is great to have you. You have a wealth of knowledge and expertise, and that's why I love talking all things tech and what's going on in the industry. Well, let's start. We know that 2023 was a tough year. Lenders struggled. There was a lot of changes. Rates were high, low inventory. Let's take a deep breath. We're now into 2024. What's kind of your outlook? Where where do you see things going in 2024? That's, that's a loaded question, right? <laughs> so, you know, if we, if we look at the data, there's going to be, you know, we're going to be in a 6.4, 6.5% interest rate environment. Uh, we're expecting three, you know, quarter point decreases right in this first half of the year, bidding up both well for interest rates. But will we lift the market? Um, I'm no expert in forecasting. Much smarter people that do that, they're forecasting a 20% lift in the second half of 2024. The problem, though, is it's not going to spread evenly like peanut butter. Yep. You know, the people who have been tooling, the people who have been strategizing and preparing for this moment will have an unfair advantage. And that's just going to be the reality of it, right? If you look at Amerihome, for example, all the servicing they bought, um, they have a, you know, they're working on a good mousetrap right now, to, to, you know, for portfolio retention. They're going to be, you know, they're, they're going to do well. So I think the key for your, um, you know, mid-tier, smaller INBs is, you know, it's not too late. We, you, there's months to prepare. It's got to really be strategic but the right parties at the right time really capitalize on this market that we expect. Term percent lift is it's gonna it's not gonna lift all boats, unfortunately. So we got to make sure you're that boat in that position to get lifted. You know, I think that is such a great insight, and we've both been in the industry for a number of years, and I always try to give that historical perspective of hey, in 2008 when the market crashed. The companies that are number one right now are Rocket and UWM. and all, They weren't number one back in 2008. They leaned in, to your point. They had a strategy. They embraced technology. And I think the companies, as you said, that are going to win in 2024 have either already leaned in or it's not too late. There's still time to lean in. But you've got to embrace technology. It's not going to lift everyone to the same level. So let's let's dive in a little bit. You know, what are some of the challenges that homeowners are facing in today's market? And more importantly, what are the tools that lenders can provide them to help them out in today's market? Um, so homeowners, right? So if you currently are in the home and you're looking to, to move out, you know, upgrade, you know, make it bigger, move to different locations, it's tough, especially if you have a mortgage in the low twos and threes. It's just not financially feasible, short of your wife saying we're moving. End of story. Go make it happen. It, it's going to be challenging. It just won't be prudent for the average homeowner, right? Now, on the other side of the coin, as we all know, there's a supply issue of your buyer. 
home prices are in major metros and the key metros, but they're still stable or going up. There are some metros that are going down, but the majority, um, it's still strong. It's going to be still a difficult market. Home prices will be remain inflated. I'm not sure if I should use that word because maybe this is really what the homes were from the for the next decade or 20. Um, interest rates going down will help, but if home prices don't go down or don't at least stabilize and make it affordable, it's going to be challenging for people to get in. You know, and if they do get to the home, it may not be the home or neighborhood they want to be in. Um, that's just an unfortunate reality. I do think housing supply is the one thing that's outside of any of our control in mortgage. Right. Uh, but it is absolutely critical. So petition your you know, congressmen, get involved. Um, you know, a lot of people have this misconception. You can take a, a strip mall. You can take an old apartment building or an office building, convert it to residential housing. It's just not possible. Sometimes it's actually more expensive getting that backed up to code and, you know, restructuring the property so they can support, um, you know, human beings living in it. You always have such great insights, and I agree with you. It is not that simple. Everyone thinks, oh, hey, just convert it into apartments. Well, you've got rezoning. You've got different municipal rules and regulations and everything like that. So that really puts a, a damper on some of the things you can do, right? Even if rates go down, if there's not inventory, it's really hard for us to get a huge uplift. But we're talking about market conditions and the 20%, you know, uh, possible lift by, you know, halfway mark of the year. Those companies that have leaned in. You guys have been preparing for this. I remember talking to you last year. We talked at MBA Annual and you're like, hey, can't divulge all of it. But we've got a lot of exciting things happening here at Be Smarty. Well, I understand you can talk a little bit more about what's going on at Be Smarty, some of the new things you're doing, kind of how you're reintroducing yourself to the market. So tell us some of the exciting things that you guys have been working on and how that's going to impact the, the industry. So, you know, when we look at the industry, so we started looking at this at the beginning of last year. This was 2023. We knew the market was going to be crappy, uh, but we made a conscious decision to reinvest cash into the business, into R&D at a time when people were, were retracting vendors and lenders alike, for the most part. Um, it was, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It was bold to burn some cash and reinvest it at a time where you should be hoarding that cash. But we felt like it was the right thing to do. And I think the results will show for it. Um, you know, BSmart has always been known as a company that provides automation of data and processes. Yep. It's something that's where we cut our teeth, it's where we started. This continues to be our um, primary um, advantage. You know, we can take a borrower from a application start, first name, last name, email, all the way to a paid appraisal in about 15 minutes. Now, that said, that will continue, but two areas of other focus, right? We're focused on the uh, streamlining the relationship between loan officers and their real estate agent referral partners. That's number one. And number two, we're giving a complete lift, uh, um, upgrade our user experience for consumers and lenders themselves as well. So I call that the trifecta event. You know, we're going to be sitting in an environment here and in March, we're going to unveil this at the big ICE conference show where you can actually work with one vendor, one mortgage POS vendor for that. And they're going to give you the value prop that all the other vendors combined will give you. And we're pricing it aggressively. Um, You know, we are very big on subscription-based pricing. Um, You know, this is not, a, it's not pure success-based pricing because the problem with success-based pricing is a straight line. Right. So if you do 10 loans a month, 100 loans or 1,000 loans a month, you're still paying the same amount. 
So some mortgage executives will say, well, I've negotiated tier pricing. So the more I do, the less I pay. Problem with that is those tiers are usually too high. Yep. Right? And you don't reap those rewards. So with subscription-based pricing, which is the most common way software is priced out in the broader um, business landscape, not necessarily mortgage landscape, it allows lenders to have downside protections. You know exactly what you pay at a minimum, right? Um, you're not going to pay any more than that, and you get upside gain. So if you're doing well, guess what? Congratulations, that's more your margin. The vendor's not going to take that margin. So that's true subscription-based pricing, and we think – you know, the clients that we have, we've been doing this for about two years, subscription-based pricing. Um, I think every client that we have on it, love it, because it's predictable, that downside protection, upside gain. I absolutely love that. And let's dive a little bit deeper. One of the first pillars that you just talked about was, you know, in this trifecta, how can you enhance that relationship between the loan officer and the realtor? We know it's still going to be a heavy purchase market. We know that one of the areas that LOs have struggled is how do they connect? I do a lot of coaching. I've coached thousands of loan officers in the last year alone. And one of the challenges they have is they're not very creative and they don't really know how to reach uh, real estate agents. Hey, do you want to grab a Starbucks? And all of them say no, because then I'm going to get a hard sales pitch. So what, when you talk about tools to help do that, what are some of the things you envision? How are you kind of reimagining helping them build that relationship? Yeah. You know, as a technology CEO, I want to say one thing, technology is not the end all be all. It's just a tool, right? Uh, I can put Microsoft word in the hands of, you know, one person and get gibberish. They can put it in the hands of another person and get it in an award-winning book and movie out of it, right? So technology is that NLBL, but it's an important part of your weaponry, right? It's a tool in your tool belt. So I think that's the first thing to realize is technology is supportive, but it doesn't create opportunities for you in itself. Only the loan officer can create opportunities. And you put yourself in the real estate agent's shoes, especially if you're producing, I mean, can you imagine how many people, loan officers are chasing them down every single day? It gets tiresome, right? So that's where, you know, the, the tenacity, the, the, the salesmanship, the business development, the corporate development, the skills that loan officer originator has to build his relationships with individuals, real estate firms, brokerages, builder offices. That's still key. It's still people doing business with people. I think that's really the second really big point here. So you go out there, do your salesman thing. You know, you got great training out there. You know, like I think it was Pat. Oh gosh, I forget her name, but she does um, really good loan officer training. I'll, I'll get you that name after the the, the session, Michael. But yep. there's experts out there that will train you. How do you talk to these people? How do you engage with them? Now, here's how you can bring technology into it: is you can find an angle. You know, maybe it's having a mobile app to better connect um, the parties together. Maybe it's a calculator that you make available. Maybe it's a new product. Um, and you have to get them, you know, get that product in their hands, get them educated, right? There's a lot of different ways to pierce the noise that the real estate agents are going through. Technology is part of the solution. Using that to enable better product, better service, better communication, better updates, more timely closes. Again, I would say that technology is a tool. You use it strategically where you need it. And then the it's people working with people. There's no magic pill. Tim, that is so refreshing. I talk to a lot of executives from tech companies and they kind of want to give the facade of, well, it's all about the technology and it's refreshing for you to say technology is a tool. It still doesn't eliminate the people to people. And I love how you talk about 
it depends who the technology's hands is in of what you're going to get out of it. And that leads me into a little bit about, let's talk AI for a second. I know you're very well versed in AI. Tell me, where do you see kind of AI having some of its, its greatest impact in the mortgage space? AI is all the rage. I mean, there are um, there, there's a whole new trillion dollar market to be created in, in this in the next twenty you know twenty years. So I think we're we're all barking up the right tree. Um, you know, AI has been around forever. I think you know generative AI is a game changer. Really put the power in the hands of so many people. Now people are visioning. Oh my gosh, you can do X, Y, and Z with it, right? So when we look at AI, I think the first thing any company needs to do is consume AI. And I'm not talking about your core mortgage, you know, underwriting or your product and pricing engine. I'm talking about just the run-of-the-mill business activities, marketing, legal, sales, copy, editing, um, use, you know, research, you know, use it as an advisor. I use it every single day as an advisor rather than texting someone or, you know, slacking with my, one of my chiefs. I go to the system first. Like, let me think through this. Give me some data. Give me a different perspective, right? It's just an aid, right? So use that AI. It's already available. Consume it. Use it. Take advantage of it. That's first. Now, in terms of bringing that AI into your core you know, industry, in this case, mortgage-specific stack, you're going to have to rely on your AI vendors, right? People like Smarty, people like others who are starting to or already applying AI. I would be careful. Again, AI is not a end-all, be-all. It's still very, very early. Right, there's hallucinations we all know about with AI. So you gotta use it wisely. Right. And you gotta use it slow. The point is not to be all in on AI in 2024. The point is to start using what's available and start challenging the norm and start, you know, doing it strategically and slow. You still got a business to run, still got revenue to bring in, still got clothes, loans to close, still got loan officers to recruit, right? So you've got a busy way to do this. In fact, you can use AI recruiting. There's a lot yep. of B2B marketing tools, sales tools where the AI will write the copy, they'll do the follow-up, right? They're going to help you with that recruiting process. Process, Excuse me. Um, so use and consume AI and start looking at that industry-specific AI, but don't go crazy. Take your time. This is a long game. I love it. And I think, you know, your insights on AI, I, I teach an AI class for content creation. You know, and I think the misconception out there is, AI is going to replace everybody. It's going to take everybody's jobs. It's going to do all of these roles. And, what I always say is, is AI is only the people who are going to win with AI, in my opinion, are the subject matter experts who really know how to prompt, who know how to really leverage the tool. And if we talk about, you know, content creation, if you don't know the mortgage industry, you're not going to create great content. The example I always give or the analogy is you can use AI to write code. Well, guess what? I'm not a coder. So even though I could use AI to write code, my code would suck because that's not what I do. That's not what I know. So I think to your point of start using it, start trying out the different tools, finding out what's working. Can it create some really cool graphics for me a lot quicker and faster and cheaper than hiring a slew of graphic designers? Yes, it can. If I know how to prompt it and I know the mortgage industry, can it produce some great marketing content? Yeah, I can probably produce what used to take me two weeks. I can probably produce in two hours now. That's an uplift in production, but it's not going to eliminate subject matter expertise. It's not going to instantly eliminate the underwriter who yeah. still has to make a decision on that loan. And, and nor do you want it to. And let me explain why. So I look at AI, like ChatGPT, for example, right? Yeah. Let's call that Spock, 
from Star Trek. He was trained a certain way and knows certain things. He's very smart, blah, 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 blah. Well, there's more AI platforms out there. I won't name the list because it's a long list. There's, you know, huge companies building out things of similar quality. But those systems will be trained differently. One's going to be Einstein, right? One's going to be Newton, right? They're all smart individuals, but they're all trained. They grew up a little bit different, right? So I do actually see a future where you have AI aggregators, right? So you could have like a board of advisors, like, hey, I'm looking to figure this problem out. Well, every system is going to give a different opinion. You know, it's like legal attorneys and counsel, right? You rely on them for the expertise, but at the end of the day, you're next on the line. You got to make your own decision. Exactly. Tim, I couldn't have put that better. I, I love your insights there. That's why I wanted to, to ask you about that. We talked about some of the Be Smarty trifecta. You also mentioned the user experience, the borrower experience. Tell me about kind of how you guys have viewed that and what are some of the updates and things people can get excited about from that perspective? Yeah, so admittedly, we've always looked at user experience as functionality. Can I do X, Y, and Z on it? As opposed to the usability, the look and feel of it. Okay. You know, uh, a good example of this is Amazon. I don't think anyone thinks Amazon's a beautiful you know, app, but man, it is very usable from a functionality perspective, right? There's yep. much more beautiful apps. So we've always taken the road that functionality is usability and that's consumer experience. Um, but we are adding to that now. Now we're really focused on the actual look and feel. How does it work when you use it? How does it work when you get an error message, right? Really fine tuning, right? If, if our um, look and feel or UIX was called a six, you know, we're lifting this up to like a nine and really just paying attention to how people, where people's buttons, you know, fingers go, right? What devices they're on, how they scroll. We're looking at those data, those analytics, and we're making changes accordingly. Well, and I think not only does that improve the user experience, but if it's more intuitive, if it's easier to flow, it's also easier for the users, not just the end consumer, the borrower, but the people that are using your systems. And that's going to also produce a much better and more consistent flow all the way across the, the loan manufacturing, right? If the people that are using it are adopting the technology because it's easy, it looks good, they know where to go and it's intuitive, they're going to use it much more extensively and it's going to be a better experience all the way around for the borrower and for the end user. Yeah, easy, easy, easy. That's really kind of the model here right now with um, in terms of UIX and usability. Lots of features. Now we're making these features much more easy and attainable by uh, a broader you know, market segment. I absolutely love that. So, Tim, you had mentioned also that you're going to do the big rollout at ICE Experience. If people want to see it, um, how do they schedule times? When they when can they meet with you guys? What's the best way they can get a hold of Be Smarty so they can check out all of the new and incredible stuff that you guys have been spending time, money, and resources to deliver? Um, super easy. Go to besmarty.com. That's B-E-S-M-A-R-T-E-E.com. Go to contact us and just direct your message or just email, email me directly. Tim at besmarty.com. Super easy. Tim, I can't thank you enough for being a guest on this episode of the FinTech Hunting Podcast. Thank you, Michael. FinTech Hunting is brought to you by Next Level Advisors. Next Level Advisors, where businesses come to grow. Founded in 2007, 
B Smarty powers 25 billion plus in digital mortgages every month for the world's largest lenders and brands by delivering on its mission to make digital mortgages powerfully simple for consumers, borrowers, and referral partners. BSmarty's digital mortgage solutions deliver automation of data and processes to achieve maximum operational efficiencies, a modern consumer experience that customers will trust in an innovative white label native mobile app across retail, consumer direct and wholesale lenders. Be Smarty remains focused on its vision to deliver a seven day mortgage close. Partner with Be Smarty and join over 150 lenders who rely on Be Smarty to achieve a fast, easy and transparent digital mortgage. Check out Be Smarty today. Modernize loan pricing with lender price. The pricing engine used by many of the largest banks, credit unions, and IMBs. Lender Price's product, pricing, and eligibility engine allows lenders to better manage product and pricing for all mortgage types. The Lender Price platform provides lenders with a modern and proven solution that is cost-effective, the latest technology with full mobile functionality, a highly configurable user interface, automated workflows, fast and accurate pricing with zero downtime, and robust capital market support, including advanced margin management and automated base price creation to help control cost. Request a demo today to see why lenders are replacing their legacy pricing engines with the most modern and proven PPE in lending. Check out Lender Price today.